In the latest assassination attempt of the word tolerance, Neil deGrasse Tyson goes on Piers Morgan's show to talk about transgenderism and transgender athletes. And let's just say it's a tour de force in how even the smartest among us can be held captive to an ideology. We'll talk about that and more today on Indie Thinker. Today's show is sponsored by our friend over at Element Home Loans. Now, I know what you're thinking. Interest rates are going up, so I'm going to stay out of the market. Well, you can make a choice in a couple of different ways. You can continue to throw money down a hole as you rent a house that you'll never build equity in, or you can act now before interest rates go even higher, which, by the way, they're probably going to, um, and before November rolls around, where who knows what's going to happen when all of that's said and done, you can make a smart move now to secure your family's future by going to get pre-approved totally for free over at KevinBlairTeam.com. The friends over at Kevin Blair Team will not only help you get all of your work up front, they won't try to lure you in with any gimmicks or any false interest rates to try to make you think that you can afford something that you really can't. They'll give you all the information you need, and you need to act now because, like I said, interest rates are going up and they can lock you into a rate right now before that happens. So go over to kevinblairteam.com today and when you do, let them know that IndieThinker sent you. Welcome to the show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but when Facebook first came out, I felt it necessary to try to make people happy and join their groups. And so I am part of multiple groups on Facebook, one of which is for pastors. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, what kind of boring antics go on over there on that group? I can sh assure you it's, uh, it's a mile a minute, folks. Uh, but there was an interesting question posted on that forum the other day, and it went viral. Just kidding, it didn't, but I still wanted to use it for the show just because I think it's an interesting question. And a pastor asked this, emotional support animals in church? Does anyone allow this? Now, I don't know who asked the question, but to be honest with you, it doesn't matter. Putting that aside, the question is a little misguided. It's about as misguided as the question, should your church be welcoming and affirming of people in the LGBTQIA community? By the way, the answer is yes and no. If your church is doing the best it can to preach the Bible in such a way as to allow your visitors to know where you stand on these issues, then you're probably not going to have to worry about it very much. But at least you'll be doing your level best to love the sinner and hate the sin. And you'll know very quickly whether or not the people who want to know if you're welcoming and affirming actually really care about the answer to that question or if they're just looking to stir up controversy online. But the real reason this question is misguided is simply that Christians should already know the answer to it. Um, we should already have an emotional support Holy Spirit that schools that sniveling little mongrel that you want to put in your lap any day of the week. And because we have the Holy Spirit, then therefore we should know clearly that all emotional support animals should be repented of as quickly as possible and left at home. Secondly, one of the major reasons emotional support pets are not just welcome in church, but are only for apostates begging to be excommunicated is this. Like, people have allergies. People come to focus on the message, and a dog in church is a distraction. You are placing your emotional needs above a whole congregation of people. And that's just about the most modern American unchristian thing 
you could probably do. So third, the reason emotional support animals in church are not a good thing. If you have an emotional support pet, you don't understand pets. They are not meant for emotional support. Pets have one purpose. They are simply a tool to teach your small kids how to be responsible for others without risking the actual life of a human being. In other words, dogs are meant to stay at home, keep them there so you and others can focus on God. Uh, by the way, another thing, I just this is a side rant from the rant, fur babies um, and people that say that, I, I sympathize with you if you've never been able to have kids, but animals are no replacement. Uh, but let's see past the random rare case of people who were not able to have kids, so they have pets. And let's just be honest for a moment. The people who use the term fur babies are sad, sad people who are just flat antisocial and don't get along great with others. They've given up on relationships and rather moved to a lower life form to fill the void, which actually comes back to the major point, the final point. Emotional support pet owners, not to overstate the matter, are relationally challenged, let's just say. People who need emotional support pets are the kind of people that have a fundamental misunderstanding of human nature. They think relationships are supposed to be easy, but relationships are actually hard because people are a mess. And when they get hard, you're supposed to change or confront the other person in the relationship so they can. But rather than do that, emotional pet owners retreat to dogs because they are easy to be in a relationship with. Pets are essentially your slaves. They eat when you say, they go where you tell them to go, and they rarely fight back. And when you get emotional, they sit there without contradiction while you cry into their fur thinking that you're, and you're thinking the whole time that your dog is the only one who gets you while no one else can. And the dog the whole time stares blankly at you in confusion, only thinking, when can I eat? I need a leg to hump. And when will this person be quiet so that I can take a nap? All of this is because dogs are dogs and not meant to provide real emotional support. They can't. They're incapable of it. They're trying to force, you're trying to force your pet to replace a spouse, a good friend, or even your pastor. Heck, I'll even take psychologists, even though I think they're mostly pointless, except Jordan Peterson. The point is, emotional support pet owners do not only misunderstand dogs, they misunderstand themselves and other humans. But don't get your feelings hurt. If, if you're still watching this and you are a emotional support pet owner, um, you're not alone. The further our culture shifts from logic and reason and, and the Christian teaching of fallen human nature, the more we confuse human nature. And even some of the most brilliant people of our time are deeply confused about human nature and basic biology, as you'll see in today's top story. Pierce Morgan's new show has boasted guests like Donald Trump, uh, Jordan Peterson most recently, which was a great interview, and then people like Andrew Tate, and most recently, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And on his show, deGrasse Tyson comes on to talk about the gender binary and uh, biological science. But of course, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't, he doesn't take the, the usual line, as you might suspect, because gee willikers, that guy's just a dandy. Uh, I mean, hilarity ensues every time Neil deGrasse Tyson shows up on a TV show. Um, no, in all seriousness, actually, he comes up with the most buffoonish attempt to try to justify modern gender theory 
and put some type of intellectual twist on it to make us believe that there actually is one. Um, I was floored when I saw this, so I thought it was really interesting for you guys to see it yourself because I think it serves as a great example for how even the most intellectually elite among us, the most intellectually astute, and Neil deGrasse Tyson, certainly in his field, is, is in that category, can be deceived or at least willingly deceived for a purpose. We'll talk about what that purpose is towards the end of the show. But I just want to mention, kind of anecdotally, I suppose, that I, I kind of have the same problem with Neil deGrasse Tyson here, as you'll see in a moment, uh, as I do with the new atheist. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson in his field is absolutely brilliant. The moment he steps outside of his lane, he starts to become very buffoonish. And this is true of all of us, right? Uh, I, I find myself sometimes understanding that this is true of me. I am most comfortable in the, in the lane of theology, and I'm most comfortable in the lane of Christian ethics and values and that kind of stuff. And when I venture outside of that, I don't do real well. People often ask me in the comments section, oh, I was loving everything you were saying until you got into that foolish old Bible. Now, the reason I think that's so important is that one of the things I'm fighting for on this channel is for independent thought, which means just because somebody starts talking about the Bible doesn't mean you take your brain and throw it in the garbage can anymore that when somebody says that they believe the Bible and they don't know why, uh, they take their brains and throw them out in the garbage can. All I'm saying is this, is the new atheists were infamous for this very thing, that they would speak great um, intellectual, important ideas in their field, but the moment they got into philosophy and religion, this is they, they would sound like fools. This is people like Richard Dawkins, and this is people like Sam Harris. And the same thing is true of Neil deGrasse Tyson here. The, the dude needs to stay around the stars and outer space and stay as far away as he possibly can from gender theory and, and modern understanding of sexuality uh, from a leftist perspective, because he just clowns himself in the process of doing so. And you'll see that here on this interview with Piers Morgan. Where people are emboldened to say, you know, today I feel part female and part male. All right. So today, in fact, I will be neutral to you. I, I will be androgynous. But you know something? If you're trained in this, you got to be A or B. You got to be a boy. You got to be a girl. You know what you're doing? You're taking your inability of your human mind. By the way, this is true for all human minds because we got to categorize. We always have to categorize. All right. It's, it makes it easier to think about it, but at the, in the end, it's just lazy, all right? So you say, boy or girl, are you a boy or a girl? And then someone is androgynous, and it makes you feel uncomfortable. Is this very intelligent man insane? Categories exist because they exist. I've heard this nonsense enough to be six. Binary thinking is lazy, and it's either, it's not either or, it's both and. No, it's not, bro. Two plus two is four, period. Dogs are not cats. Men cannot get pregnant. This is so ridiculous to just merely say, oh, binary thinking. Some things are binary. That's just the way of the world. There wouldn't even be such a thing as binary code if there wasn't such a thing as binary code. Nonetheless, binary thinking exists because very often in life we find that there are two options and not a third because there cannot be rationally speaking. So in other words, when I cross the street in the middle of traffic and a car is coming, it's either me that's going to get hit or me that's going to step out of the way and avoid 
a car. There is no in-between option here. There is no flying cars that are going to go around us. This is when I just get, when I start searching for analogies. It makes me look foolish to simply try to explain something that is so blatantly obvious. Outside of the very real issue of gender dysphoria, which is a mental disorder, transgenderism only exists because of a whim and not because people just don't want to be inconvenienced. It's it exists because people decide one day that they want to be something that they're not. And we're just supposed to like lean into these poor, unfortunate victims of a society that's built upon spiritual bankruptcy and secular humanism. We just accept what they say just because they say it. It's surely a sign of something when the smartest among us are taken captive by these kind of emotional arguments. But it doesn't stop Neil deGrasse Tyson from absolutely espousing the the idiocracy of gender theory. Here's him doing that. If, ge if we allow gender to appear on a spectrum, gender expression to appear on a spectrum, as is apparently the case in the real world where people have the freedom to do so, then for you to put your limited capacity to think on a spectrum in a law that inhibits the freedom of others, that's not a free country. All right, so Neil, let me help you with this one. I am not an astrophysicist, but I think I got this. Male gender is on a spectrum, right? Because we have different kinds of men. We have more men that like things that are more characterized as more masculine and, and men that like things that are characterized as more feminine. So we've got the guys that want to go out and chop wood and drink whiskey. Um, and then we have the guys that want to go to the art museum or, and are a little bit more effeminate in their mannerisms and maybe even truly do have a lower level of testosterone than other men may. Uh, maybe not. So in that way, sure, men are on a spectrum in terms of their attitude toward things. And this is the same can be said about women. We have some women who are a little bit more tomboyish or whatnot, um, and women who are much more effeminate. But the biological category of male and female are not on a spectrum because biological sex is binary. Ever heard of gametes? Ever heard of a womb? You know that thing that has the potential to grow and sustain a human life? Something no man is born with? Girls have a... That's called a woman. You know, an adult human female. I know there's a lot of people today that are having real trouble defining what a woman is. But it's, it really is just that simple. But here we have one of the most prominent intellectuals of our time espousing the idea that things should be difficult or you're just oversimplifying. I know there's more and more people today that have a little bit more trouble figuring out exactly what a woman is and answering that question. But it doesn't change the fact that there is such a thing as a male and there is such a thing as a female and that biological sex exists. Again, I want to go back to something because I feel like this is important to note because modern gender, gender ideology wants to purposefully obscure, and we'll get to why, purposefully obscure the categories of male and female by suggesting they are on a spectrum. Instead of just saying men have attitudes that are on a spectrum and women have attitudes that are on a spectrum, nobody would disagree with this. But they want to conflate gender and biological sex intentionally because they want to try to undermine existing categories of things. Now, I said I'd get to it in just a moment and I'm gonna to get to it here. The reason for this is because 
our society, by and large, has been captivated, whether they know it or not, by a Marxist ideology that wants to destroy all existing conditions. Now, this could be the neo-Marxist that doesn't even know that what they espouse is Marxism or the pure Marxist who wants to create Marxist revolution. But fundamentally, Marxism is about destroying things, existing categories that that include a hierarchy, especially, that might be used to place people in categories, let's say. They want to do this because the only way for Marxism, for communism, to truly integrate into a society is for all existing conditions to be destroyed. This is why Marx's favorite quote is from Faust, which is this, everything that exists deserves to perish. Marx would later kind of requote this in his work, The Communist Manifesto, where he would say, for communism to work, it is, it is reliant upon the destruction of all existing conditions. Now, uh, the one thing that comes to mind for me, of course, is this idea of defunding the police. Now, why would you defund the police? Every single person in, in, in the world, uh, certainly in America, understands that that is a recipe for absolute disaster. That is a recipe for chaos and mayhem, especially in the midst of once-in-a-lifetime riot and looting, which is where the defund the police movement came, uh, came in the midst of. Now, now, why would anybody want to do that? Why would Black Lives Matter come and espouse such an idea while also claiming that they are Marxist? And maybe even better yet, during an election cycle, why would the Democrats try to distance themselves as much as possible away from the defund the police movement? Because people can see directly through it as a recipe for disaster, but more than anything, as a recipe to try to destabilize society. One of the primary ways to destabilize society is by contradicting a staple of society, a, a staple of our understanding, a building block of any culture in any society. The attempt to try to obscure those thing and things and make them seem more difficult than they actually are is nothing more than a dishonest attempt to try to destabilize a obvious reality for the sake of creating a new reality in its place but not one based upon coherence, not one based upon reason, and certainly not one based upon any kind of spiritual truth that's been passed down throughout the ages. But it doesn't stop Neil deGrasse Tyson from continuing to walk down this primrose path to his own intellectual destruction. Here's more of the interview. You have trans women born with superior, powerful male biological bodies who are beginning to beat women with comfortable ease in many sports, and yet they were very unsuccessful comparatively when they competed against other biological males as they were before. So they set up a rule. I only wrestle people my weight. Uh, the transgenderism usually involves hormone uh, readjustments, okay? Uh, testosterone, estrogen. And so we can imagine a future of sports where you're not contesting men against women, you're contesting people in certain brackets of hormone levels. So when faced with the obvious problem of athletics, which is kind of the go-to, and unfortunately so, because there's many, many more things that you could put 
put in its place. But nonetheless, the go-to of athletics and why transgenderism creates a problem with athletics and competition is is brought up here. And Neil deGrasse Tyson shows his ignorance a little bit on the subject because, I mean, he's being a little retrogressive, don't you think, with this hormone testing. This is something that was espoused by the IOC in 2012, and now they moved away from it because they don't believe that it's uh, supporting transgenderism enough. Now testosterone um, is identified as estrogen by the IOC because you can identify as whatever you want. Um, and the IOC, the International Olympic Commission, has said this, that each and every individual sport can kind of decide whatever they want to in terms of whether or not a transgender person even has to be tested for hormones. So the real problem here, Neil, is that when there's no scale, no objective facts that detain, dis- restrain decision-making, no binary thinking, Anything goes. And the Babylon Bee looks more and more prophetic as we start to go down this path. And soon we will start recognizing motorcycles as bicycles. My whole fairness and equality for trans athletes, but there's a big but here, I think. I'm working my way up to that. So so one possibility, like I said, I'm just making this up on the fly, Mm. is you have hormone categories. If that does not solve the problem, or to the extent that it doesn't, then you put in other rules that separate who's competing with whom. Like I said, we do this all the time. Right. And we've come full circle. We put in other rules since the hormone thing doesn't work and the ridiculousness of suggesting that we should just rank people by weight class um, and remembering the fact that bone structure and, and hormones that have been infused in your body through puberty and all of those things have permanent lasting effects in human physiology and biology. All things that Neil deGrasse Tyson can't objectively deny. And so we come full circle with the suggestion that that's when we look to other classifications. Oh, well, wait a second. I thought we create categories only out of convenience and out of personal discomfort. But here we find Neil deGrasse Tyson finally coming back, unfortunately, accidentally to his senses. Just a wild idea here. So if we're going to come back to some kind of classification, since it can't be weight class and since it can't be testosterone and all those things have been tried and it really doesn't level the playing field, maybe we just go back to saying this. Boys who were born boys compete with boys and girls who were born girls compete with girls. So how does that sound as a classification? How does that sound as a rule for sports? I know those other rules seem just like mind blow, but perhaps it could work since it has until great brilliant minds like Neil deGrasse Tyson came along and tried to reinvent the wheel. So in closing, I just want to sum up by saying this, Neil, I've heard you discuss this topic more than once and you still can't find a coherent way to square this whole. The reason for that is that you can't. I appreciate your desire for tolerance and respect, but see, that's that's the point, and that's where you're most wrong. Tolerance is not lying to people. Tolerance is not approving of self-destructive behavior to make yourself look accepting. That That's called narcissism. You're willing to sit back and affirm and celebrate the full-body plastic surgery for cosmetic purposes of, of minors and adults and the use of experimental drugs in the same that cause bone density issues, heart issues, premature balding, and even potential blindness, all so that people will like you. See the problem with that? 
Nothing is loving about that at all. Proverbs 17, 19 says this, that the one who builds a high threshold invites broken bones. In other words, putting on a whole bunch of weight to say you're tough will lead to a broken body. And no, I'm not talking about Lizzo. I'm, I'm actually talking about the mentality of those who wish to cut off their nose to spite their face and call that tolerance. I'm referring to progressives who believe morality is relative and truth is subjective. I'm talking about people like progressive Christians who get out there and want to deconstruct everything without understanding anything, and then they wonder why the roof just collapsed on top of them. I'm talking about elitists who wish to soar to the sun like Icarus and be applauded all the way and then wonder why they got burnt. I'm talking about you, Neil, and people like you who espouse illegitimate tolerance that is not combined with truth. And for that, we have no use. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and go with God.